When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome back to Wellness with Liz Earle. And those of you who follow my Liz Earle Me Instagram will know that I often post about intermittent fasting as something that I'm dabbling with and I'm very interested in, as well as the benefits of getting more sleep, obviously, aren't we all? So today I am really pleased to be joined by a personal trainer, sleep specialist, intermittent, intermittent even fasting advocate and author of Two Meal Day, the Two Meal Day, Max Lowry. Now, we are going to be diving deep into the details of how intermittent fasting works and how it can help transform not only our bodies, but our relationship with food too. Welcome, Max. Thank you for having me. Have I introduced you correctly? Because yeah. you are a master of so many things. Well, I wouldn't say. Uh, I've I've uh, self-experimented on, uh, and then incorporated it into my client, my one-on-one -on -one yeah. clients, and my um, my uh, uh, online clients as well. Yeah. So yeah, um, for me, health and fitness is multifaceted. It's not mm. just what you eat and how you exercise. It's how you sleep. It's um, you know, there's lots, lots of variables. So. So how did you start? Because you, I mean, I've seen pictures on your Instagram, and you <laughs> lift the most colossal weights. Uh, <laughs> Is that yeah. where you started with weights? No, actually, I um, well, I, it depends how far you want to go back. But I was county level at three sports at school. Always mm -hmm. did a lot of sport. Um, I then actually got kicked out of my boarding school at right. age fifteen. And Were that, you very naughty? Or um, was it just all sport and no work? No, you don't no. have to answer that. By the I way, mean, I wouldn't. Yeah, I was. I probably say I like to push boundaries, and I do okay. nothing in half measures. Um, okay, get that, the picture. That led to. I have a sixteen-year-old a little bit like you, so it's good to know that you can pop out the other side. Yeah, I mean, it's quite a common occurrence <laughs> for normally actually quite sporty or normally talented uh, boys um, mm. can go down a path of substance abuse and alcohol abuse, which I right. did. Um, okay. So I had I've done both ends of the house spectrum uh, in That's quite really extreme ways. I didn't know that. Yeah. And then how did you pop out the other side? Um, well, so I got kicked out of actually two schools in quite quick succession. Okay, um, that is quite something, isn't it? Really, yeah. it's an achievement of sorts. Yes. Um, my parents wouldn't describe it like that. I don't think. But Not uh, thrilled, I guess. They've... No, mm. relieved now. Um, I but I actually then ended up working in finance from the age of nineteen until twenty three 
which was good because I had a job and, you know, it has structure. But Still it, with issues with substance abuse? Well, the whole environment was in, was promoting more mm. substance abuse and, and partying hard. And then kind of over the four years, I just very slowly remembered who I was before and what made me feel good and kind of quit all that. And we say quit all that. I mean, that's a very sorry. offhand comment, but how, how did you Oh, sorry. Quit so I quit my that? job. I mean, oh, you quit your job. Yeah. So sorry. Right. No, the process of, of, um, transforming into a healthier lifestyle was a very slow process. Was it? My friends would say it looked like it happened overnight, but it was a very slow process. It was, you know, five, six years and I was still working on it. Did um, it start by going to the gym? Was that the, you know, yeah. I, mean, I know there are lots of gyms in the cities, lots of city guys going. Well, it, wasn't, it wasn't so much like the gym. It was just getting back into being active um, right. and being in the outdoors, um, mm. which I love. Um, I currently training to become an international mountain leader, which is means right. I can take people on guided hikes all over the world. I've seen your pictures. I mean, you are hiking up mountains. You're jumping into cold <laughs> pools. You seem to have a thing about cold swimming. Is that right? Well, this is another... Um, another thing I experiment with to optimize my health and my performance and my concentration. Um, so yeah, I, I quit my finance job and then I qualified as a personal trainer. I had no idea what I was going to do with it, but I just wanted to do something that I was, um, interested in. Mm. And that kind of led to where I am now. Um, so you started training, you started training clients and I mean, yeah. you know, you're a good looking personal <laughs> guy. So presumably people were coming to you and they thought, great, you know, you can get me on the path to good health. Yeah. But there's another step along the way, isn't there, if you're then going to start talking about intermittent fasting. I mean, you've really cranked it up a notch. Yeah. So I actually discovered intermittent fasting um, when I went travelling around South America. So I quit uh, finance and then used some saved up money to go travelling and found myself. No. Um, Did you? I found intermittent fasting. <laughs> okay. Um, but are they are they doing it as a structured thing? I mean, or are no. they doing it because they're hungry or because they only have two meals a day? I mean, This was nothing to do with work? them. It was just me having uh, and being in a completely different uh, way of life and routine. And I basically was just eating one huge meal a day in the evening, maybe one and a half meals. Didn't know what it was. It just worked, worked for me and I felt great. I lost a lot of the weight that I put on when I was in finance. I put on a lot of muscle because I was training a lot at the time and I just felt good doing it, but didn't know what it was. Went back to the UK, went back to eating three square meals a day, all home cooked food from scratch. Yeah. Like I, I really care where my food comes from and, um, and quite quickly put on some weight, was constantly hungry all the time, constantly lethargic and just didn't feel very good. Um, I then started researching it to see what I was doing. And essentially I was extending my day into um, an extended fast and an eating window. Um, so straight away I just experimented with, I say skipping breakfast, but actually just having breakfast later. So yes. I'd have breakfast at 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock rather than first thing in the morning. Even though you're getting up early. Even though I was getting up earlier. So what time do you get up? Uh, like six o'clock normally. So a lot of people will say, how do you function between six and midday on an empty stomach? Well, this is what, what intermittent fasting teaches you. It teaches you to use your stored energy, uh, body fat. And um, this is what people don't really realise. That is exactly what body fat is there for. It's, it's for harsher times. Fortunately, in the Western world, you know, lots of us don't ever experience harsher times. So we never tap into that body fat and probably because of our eating habits put on more fat so yeah you know your intermittent fasting just teaches you to use the fat reserves that's pretty much where most of the benefits come from so getting up first thing in the morning you have you can you have a glass of water yeah um you can have 
black coffee. You can have black coffee. So I work very closely with Dr. Adam Collins, who's a professor of nutrition, uh, 30 years experience at Surrey University. And um, I asked him this exact question. Um, firstly, it's quite difficult at the moment to measure how someone's going to be affected by a uh, food um, individually, affects everyone differently. But almost certainly black coffee, green tea, herbal tea, water, uh, absolutely fine during a fast, probably even a splash of ideally nut milk because there's less sugar than normal milk in your tea or coffee is so probably the fine as well. the lactose that you would get in, yeah. in, in an animal protein milk, you wouldn't find that in a... You don't get in, that in, in nut, in, nut milk, in, in, no. In but then equally you don't get as many uh, nutritional benefits. Yes, sure. But if you just wanted to take the edge yeah. off a of black coffee... Yeah. yeah, you'd have a bit of almond milk or, you know, any nut milk. Okay, because Un Unsweetened. You're un unsweetened, unsweetened yeah, yeah, sure. So you could have, what, one or two cups of that through the morning? Or... You can have as many as you like. Really? Um, okay. Well, that's, but, that's I mean, not too bad. Ideally, I don't really... For me, caffeine is a performance enhancer. It's not something that I use to function at a normal level on a daily basis. Um, so do you say that in a positive sense, that it's helping you to yeah, get, get up and go exactly. in the morning? Exactly. No, 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 so I don't use it every day. You don't? Um, okay. I only use it when I really want to perform at something, usually before a workout, but not every workout. And how long would you allow before... I mean, how long does it take to kick in? Caffeine? Yeah. About half an hour. Okay. Um, so on your way to the gym, you could have a... I usually have a black... Um, I don't often drink coffee. I actually use um, a supplement by Form Nutrition. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure Is if that? you've heard of them. No. Um, they do really good quality vegan protein powder, which I don't use. But they have a product called Boost, which is um, caffeine with L-theanine. And L-theanine is the compound in green tea that stops you from feeling anxious and jittery. So if I have really? a black coffee, I feel a bit yeah, amped up. Yeah, sure. But the L-theanine in this calms you down. So it's an I love it. Uh, it's an amazing product. Interesting. And you can drink it or you have it as a supplement? It's, a, it's a, like a, a capsule. Okay. So it's easy. So you'd have that alongside a cup of coffee? No, 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 no way. In, instead of a cup so of coffee? So the, the, the Boost has the caffeine as well. I so it see. has as much caffeine as a cup okay, of coffee. Okay, right. So you so, have that instead of. I think I might just go for the coffee, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's up to you. Um, but if, if you if you like coffee and you can deal with it, that's yeah. fine. But for me personally, I yep. do find it, it, it can, especially on an empty stomach, I do get... Because I'm very sensitive sure. to caffeine. Okay. Because I, I purposely keep myself sensitive to it. So it has that performance enhancing uh, I effect. I see. So you wouldn't drink it normally, routinely during the day? Oh, no. No, definitely not. Not even green tea. Because I don't need it with fasting. Well, as long as you're sleeping properly. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll come on to sleep. But let's yeah. stay with fasting. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. You've, you've woken up at six. Mm -hmm. You've done some gym. You've, I'm sure, done lots of other things and posted lots of things on your Insta and, yeah. and trained lots of clients. You then get to midday. Mm-hmm. Are you looking at specific foods or types of foods to the, which are the first things that are going to hit your stomach? You know, uh, my food philosophy is fairly simple. It's eat real food. Um, yeah, mine too. So, you know, if you want to start talking about macronutrients, I think it's so personal. It's going to depend on where you're, you know, your genetics, uh, where you're from, uh, your previous eating habits. The You know, so some people will do very well on high fat. Others won't. But no, for me personally, I do prefer generally a higher fat and lower carb, although I'm much less strict with that now. Um, I used to be, I was ketogenic for about so a year. So talk us through ketogenic for those who don't know. Yeah, sorry. So ketogenic is uh, essentially a very, well, it's a very low carbohydrate diet. And actually there are lots of similar benefits um, with intermittent fasting and 
um, the ketogenic diet because ketogenic basically forces you to use your fat reserves as well. It's basically like the Atkins diet. People might have heard of that. I think the Atkins is even more extreme than the keto. It's just protein, basically. Yeah, uh, yeah. And coffee. I think. I'm not actually but... too sure, too familiar with the with yeah. the Atkins actually. Um, yeah, so there are benefits of you know increased energy levels, um, less hunger, weight loss. Um, but you get all of that in intermittent fasting without the restriction so of still carbohydrates. Can eat the carbs. Yeah, isn't that interesting? And quality do we know carbs. Quality carbs. Okay, so what are, what are you focusing on? What are you having in terms of carbs and protein? Um, it's fairly simple. I mean, uh, so for instance, what I had for lunch today, I trained and I had lunches before. I had uh, two hake fillets mm-hmm. uh, with some sweet potato and some greens. I think they were um, it's Swiss chard. I think nice. So like big like a lot of greens uh nice. that was just something that i prepared and i took with me um so very simple but mm-hmm. to be honest most of my cooking is very simple i like i like it when um good ingredients do all the talking so nice. i get a meat delivery box once every two weeks and that's grass-fed free-range meat I've, oh you're talking I've, my language I'm yeah grass-fed beef and lamb farmer so yeah have you heard field of field and flower yes very good yeah so i got yeah. a partnership with them i great my dad was in events uh, food events so i've grown up you know picking meat from oh, local farms handy. and stuff yeah. like that so yeah really and, important look at the provenance you know i always say it's actually it, i mean it is what we eat but it's increasingly not only what we eat is it's what we eat has eaten yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you've got to go right back to, yeah. to the field. It makes and a huge that difference. Whole kind of farm to fork mentality. Not just for how it tastes, but also for the nutrient profile and for the environment and the health everything. of the animal. Yeah, yeah so absolutely. It's everything. multifaceted as well. Okay, so you're eating good quality protein. So you're obviously not vegan. You're not vegetarian. No, you don't exclude really anything. No. What about things like sugars? What are your What's your view on that? Uh, so, you know, like added sugars, mm. uh, refined sugars. Um, you know, I don't eat them on a day to day basis, but uh, I love decent good quality ice cream and chocolate brownies and danish pastries and things like that you are human yeah i mean look if anyone says that they don't eat those things ever i think they're lying uh and i also don't think it's healthy long term to restrict yourself too much unless you just don't want to eat them and don't enjoy them sure but if you do enjoy them i think i follow the 80 20 percent rule so 80 percent of the food that i eat is real food cooked from scratch which i love uh that's Mm. how i like to eat Mm. 20 percent of the time i will be drinking craft beer um Eating chocolate brownies and Excellent. six fruits of ice cream. <laughs> this is the kind of diet that we like to hear about. Yeah. So you had your lunch today. You've had your, your fish and your greens mm-hmm. and your sweet potatoes. Anything else or was kind of that it? Recently, really randomly, I've always not really been into porridge um, that much. Um, partly because I don't like them when they're warm. Um, so I've recently been eating raw porridge as a dessert almost. Um, like a kind of birch and muesli type thing. Do you soak it first? Or do no, you although I, ha- I am now because eating raw porridge isn't great on the digestion. Yeah. So I've been overnight them. soaking them, which nice. is actually nicer than raw And then raw do you porridge. mix it with other stuff with nuts yeah, and fruit? Yeah, depends uh, on the on what I've got in the fridge, but mm. it was fresh berries, but now we're out of season. Yep. It's not. Um, so sometimes dates, uh, cinnamon, um, tiny bit of honey, yeah, things like that. Nice. Do you put kefir in? Because I put kefir in my porridge. No, that's a really good idea, though. Yeah, yeah try it's it. a really good idea. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm big into my probiotics yeah. as well. Okay, so you've had that. So mm-hmm. that's around sort of midday. When will you next eat in the day? Um, so I basically created the two meal day because I think there's great things about some intermittent fasting methods, but also a lot wrong with intermittent fasting methods. So there are things that I find wrong with lots of the fasting methods are people are focusing on the time periods and 
they get obsessed with the clock. Right. And that is not constructive long term. The benefits for me come from intermittent fasting, from learning to listen to your body. So in answer to your question, when do I have lunch? Or when do I have dinner? Whenever I feel hungry. Um, but I have been more strict recently. If I'm at home cooking for myself, I finish consuming all calories by eight o'clock. Because right, mouthful, eight o'clock, that's yeah, it, fork down. If not earlier. Mm-hmm. Because right. drastically improves sleep quality. Um mm. And we're not really meant to be eating late at night. Um, There's a lot of research going into chrononutrition and chronobiology, so the biology of circadian rhythm, which we were talking about. Yes, um, I mean, yeah, you you and I met at an event and I first heard you speak about this. So let's mm. come on to that. What is chronobiology? So it's essentially the the biology of uh, timing and timing within an organism. Um, And every living thing has body clocks and in fact we have many body clocks it's not just one we have one kind of main one but we also have one for digestion our heart our liver our kidneys and they're all interlinked so do we all operate on the same time zone uh, well not the same time zone obviously because people in different countries no, but, but i mean i mean you know is your that's body an interesting question the same as my body clock or? i think uh well there, there's the whole thing of night owls and morning larks sure. whether that is a genetic um, you know, people are always going to be like that or whether that's their environment and their ha- their, their bad habits making mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a night owl. Sure. It's an interesting question. But basically everyone has roughly the same, yeah. Um, and so what's yours and how does what you eat and do be affected by that? So essentially your body is primed to do certain things at certain times of day. Um, and with food in particular, it seems to be an eight to ten hour time period during the day when you should be eating food. Outside that, you shouldn't really be eating food because your body will be focusing on other processes. So the digestive um, system won't be functioning as effectively. So Isn't eat- that fascinating? So we're mm. designed to be digesting food mm. for that eight to ten hour window. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. And they're kind of... It seems that you can entrain your body to to do either. So you could entrain your body to have that time period a bit earlier in the day or you can have it later in the day. But if you push it too late, there are lots of um, negatives when it comes to sleep quality. And also they know that night shift workers are much more likely to develop type 2 diabetes, heart disease, Mm. Alzheimer's, strokes. Mm. They always thought it was because of um, they end up overcompensating and eating more food. So that is the reason that, you know, they're overweight and these things are happening. In fact, it turns out they eat the same amount of food. It's just the fact they're eating it late at night and their circadian rhythms are so out of sync that it's causing lots of different problems. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. So, so it really is true. It's not just an old wives' tale that we shouldn't eat late. There is a, a physiological reason why we should be eating earlier in the evening. Yeah, it's beginning to become clear that that's really yeah. important. It's still very much in its infancy instead of sure. in terms of research, but I understand that it is beginning to filter down to more mainstream, um, you know, not medicine, but uh, dietitians and mm-hmm. uh, are beginning to learn about this mm-hmm. at seminars and things like this. Which is so basically what you're doing is you're, you're having your first meal at midday. Roughly. And then it, roughly-ish, and then you've got your eight to ten hour window. So as you say, you know, stopping eating eight o'clock in the evening, but you could push it, you know, if you were going out with friends and yeah. you were in a restaurant and you were eating late and you didn't actually finish till 9, 9.30, you, you'd still kind of be of in course. that window because you wouldn't then be eating till midday the following day. So again, I'm not... For me personally, I've been doing this such a long time now and this is what I promote. I'm not really focusing on the time period. It just right. it just happens because it's my way of eating now. But that's okay. You know, you're a young single guy when you're, you know, a mum with a family mm, yes. demanding food mm. at certain times. I mean, could you fit that into a family life, do you think? What do you think about getting kids up in the morning and giving them breakfast? Well, of course, children should eat breakfast. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Um, but whether or not you have to have breakfast is just... You could be drinking your black coffee. So. Well, I think the thing is, though, what intermittent fasting is really good at is really good at um, letting you recognise what hunger actually is. And just sure. because you're watching your children have breakfast and you're getting these emotional triggers for, for eating doesn't necessarily mean you should eat. Um, you know, there's a difference between appetite and hunger. Um, so, you know, it's a really... It's an amazing uh, learning experience and also an amazing uh, self-control practice, you know, because sure. I do a 24-hour fast once a week. I've done 48-hour fasts mm. and it's not that I get so hungry that I have to eat. It's more that the, the process of eating is enjoyable yeah. and you miss that. Um, so, yeah, it's a fascinating thing. So, yeah, you can absolutely fit it into uh, family life. Like I've had most of my clients, my online clients, which is reaching into the tens of thousands now, mm. are women, 80%. Right. Um, and of all ages, uh, sizes and demographics and, you know, um, yeah, and it's changing people's lives because it's simple and you can mm. incorporate it how you see fit. It's not something that you have to do every every single day of your life if you don't want to. It's just... You know, especially as a woman, you know, when there's going to be different things going on at different times of the month, you need to be able to listen to your body. And the one morning you might wake up and you're ravenous to eat. 
Listen other mornings. Listen to your body then, so it's really putting you more in control and more in tune with what your body's actually telling yeah. you, rather than what we've grown up with as the norm of you must get, you know, you must wake up and have a bowl of cereal. Yeah, that's exactly correct. It just teaches you how to listen to your body. And, you know, every system in the body has homeostasis. Um, you know, it's, your body is always trying to find balance and your hunger and your appetite shouldn't be any different. It's just that the modern world has encouraged not just eating as soon as you wake up, then it's breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, and more. Um, and that has just taken us completely out of sync with mm. our bodies and uh, our, our feelings of hunger. It's interesting what you're saying about fasting for a whole day, mm. because, or, or for longer, because if you look through all the cultures and the ancient traditions and religions, they all have, I think without exception, a period of oh, fasting. Yeah. And, mm. It's know, nothing new. That's the no, thing. No, I mean it's very, very ancient. Yeah, and, and you find it in in all communities, and you know, presumably, they knew what they were doing. There was that ancient wisdom there that's that's being passed on, and you do have more energy for it. People say, how can you possibly do it? But I think partly is it a mind thing that when you've told your brain not to accept food or expect food, mm. rather, that you, it says, okay, fine, I haven't got any food coming for the next mm -hmm. twenty four hours, so I'm not actually going to feel hungry, or if I do, I can just push through it because I know that I'm going to have something tomorrow. Well, the 24-hour fast is something different. And if anyone's listening here, if you have never tried fasting, do not do a 24-hour fast okay, off the back. Don't go straight into it. Equally, fine. I am not doing a 24-hour fast or 48-hour fast to lose weight. That right. is not why I do it. Yeah. Um, just want to get that out there. But, you know, for me, because I've been doing it for such a long time, what a 24-hour fast for me is just a bit of a kind of a, a reset for my body. Mm. It's just a break, giving my body a break. Yeah. But equally, it's a really interesting learning experience because at about one or two o'clock when I usually break my fast, I feel hungry or I get this feeling of hunger. But then you you immediately, well, after about half an hour, 40 minutes, you feel that hunger go away. And that's just your ghrelin levels, which is the hunger hormone increasing. Your ghrelin? Yeah. So what is that? This is a hunger hormone. Uh, so it makes you feel hungry. And right. there are peaks and troughs throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And usually it's around meal times when it will start to peak. But then it drops and then you start feeling hungry again. So, so if you ignore your ghrelin, it, it, it'll go away. It'll switch off for a bit, will it? And then come back. And yeah, and then it will come back later in the evening. But then interestingly enough, at about 16 hours, when, roughly when I usually break my fast, after that, it's, there's an insane wave of energy. Um, really? It's just... It's as if I've had a coffee and I, it's, it's almost too much um, because it's, yeah, it's, it's mad. And I think that's just ketones running through the body, which is uh, right. your uh, body fats um, being broken down yeah. into a form of energy. But it's also just so good to rest the system, isn't it? Exactly. And, and just let your body do its repair work. Let's come on and talk about sleep because I know that's a big part of the whole rhythm of eating and, and rest. So you don't eat late and part no. of that is because it impinges on sleep. Is that mm -hmm. right? Yeah, that's right. So if you eat late, not only are you less able to deal with that food, um, you start a thermogenic process in the body. So your body starts what to heat this? up. Okay. And is that what happens when we're digesting? We're, yeah, we're heating. So up. when you when you eat and start digesting, your body temperature increases. Uh, and you don't want this at night because it, for optimal quality sleep, you want your body temperature to, to be a bit lower. And especially you want the room to be uh, a lower temperature as well, like 17 or 18 degrees. Right. And that will promote quality sleep. But if you're eating late at night, um, your body temperature is going to increase, combined with the fact that it takes four or five hours for you to finish digesting your food. So you're still going to be digesting uh, when you're trying to sleep, which isn't ideal. So how do you get great sleep? What are the tips? 
Okay, so the first thing that I try to do as much as possible, obviously, you know, I go in and out of it, is uh, number one, waking up at the same time every single morning. That's, even at weekends? Even at weekends. Right. This is probably the most no important lines. thing that you can do. Well, you know, if you're getting enough sleep, if you're going to bed at a good time the night before, you don't need a lion. Right. And how many of us have, you know, uh, probably woken up at usual, the, the normal time on a Saturday morning when they wake up during the week mm -hmm. and thought, oh, you know, it's, um, it's a weekend, I can go back to sleep. Go back to sleep. And what happens? You wake up feeling groggy, tired, yeah, you know, even though you've had more mm. sleep. Mm. But I think the important thing to understand is that more sleep isn't necessarily better. It's quality not so quantity how do we get that quality? by waking up at the same time every single morning right because is it the same time for everybody you know can you no, no. wake up at this time or how, how, how do you know what can, your time is well it depends what's going on in your life it can be whatever time you like right. um, okay so you, your body isn't telling you you can you can tell your body yeah you can train it's going to be yeah exactly okay you know uh, for me i think it's 6 30 is i mean there's about half an hour kind of mm. um, leeway with it but roughly 6 30 i'm waking up yeah, it's funny. I, I I have started using this app called Sleep Cycle. Yeah, that's a very good app. Yeah, and it was recommended a, a while ago, and then you mentioned it again, and it, it kind of reminded me. And what's great about it, for those who, who don't know, is that you, you set a basically a, the latest possible time you want to get up, you mm. know, so that you don't miss your train or whatever. But it will wake you up, anything up to half an hour before then, when the app senses that you're in the lightest sleep mode. Exactly. Because we've got these rhythms, haven't we? Talk, talk, let's talk about the different phases of our sleep throughout the night, because it's not just one you know, no. zonk out and that's it, wake up. No. So essentially you have what are called sleep cycles. Um, the average person needs five sleep cycles a night. They last roughly 90 minutes. But inside, uh, what comprises a sleep cycle are dif different sleep phases. So mm -hmm. phase one, you, you're in bed, you've just got to bed, you're still very much conscious, you're probably moving around, trying to get comfortable. Phase two, you're still conscious, but you're just kind of about to drift off into phase three, which is um, deep sleep. And then phase four is REM sleep, which is rapid eye movement when you're dreaming. And interestingly enough, your brain is more active in REM sleep than it is during the day. Really? Yeah. So there's a lot going on. Um, so what's it doing? Is it processing stuff from the day? Is it coming up with new ideas? What's, what's happening? Well, that is the question. They don't really... There Isn't are theories on what, a, what dreaming is and um, you know what the, what's the point of it all. But yeah, they think it's to kind of... Um, to process memories and just to kind of reset for the next day. I wonder how that's impacting on the increase in dementia and, you know, mental decline as we age. Do you, Sleep. Think, do you think there's a connection there? Well, 100%. You know, people always say, you know, Margaret Thatcher survived on four hours sleep. Mm. She had very bad Alzheimer's um, in the later end of her life. Um, sleep, for me, is the most important thing that you can do to fix your health and well-being mm -hmm. um but yeah going back to the sleep cycles, so the cycles and sleep phases yeah. so you've got your deep deep so you're in your deep deep sleep which is phase four yeah so you're in the REM sleep mm -hmm. yep, and REM. then basically you, you go into phase one again and that's you've just completed one cycle and you're about to start another cycle and that takes about an hour and a half yeah about an hour and a half so you're going in and out of deep sleep basically and that's normal that's that's, that's, what, that's normal. what we should be doing that's every what should night, be happening. and we should be having five of those cycles roughly so that's what happened what's my math it's about seven and a half hours sleep seven and a half hours well that's good because i've always said that that's the optimum so that, yeah. that was a kind of intuitive thing but, yeah um how very interesting so how do we get the best quality deep sleep um again it's waking up at the same time every single morning because by having that routine you're 
essentially optimizing your sleep cycles um, so that at that time in the morning, you've got your five hour sleep cycles as long as you've gone to bed at a good time mm. and you will wake up in a light sleep phase. That's the thing, isn't it? What you don't want to do is be woken up when you're in that deep, deep REM yeah, sleep. That's... I mean, when that's happened to me, I mean, particularly having had children, who, you know, wake you up through the night. Mm. You just feel, I mean, absolutely shattered for the whole day sometimes. Oh, yeah. So it's called sleep inertia. Um, your reaction times are slower. Your brain isn't functioning at as high capacity as it could be. And that will last all day. And it can affect your mood. It can make you crave sweet things. It can make you... It can make... Um, living healthily much harder which is yeah. why i say sleep is the most important thing sure. because even if you've got a great diet and you've got a great training regime you know you're healthy in every other aspect of your life if you're not sleeping properly yeah. it will negate everything else yeah. like the sleep comes for me first. i mean you know as a, as a middle-aged woman obviously as our estrogen declines mm. that can cause huge sleep sleep issues. problems yeah. yeah and for me you know the thing that sent me running to the doctor for HRT was the fact that I was waking up at four in the morning. It's exactly like my mum. Really? Yeah. And I can, I, can do, I can okay, well, that's great. I mean, mm. and, and I could do a lot of things in my life and be very busy, but the minute that somebody starts to interfere with my sleep, the, you know, the, the wheels really fall off yeah. the wagon. Yeah. And how does she get on with it? Is she finding she's sleeping better? Yeah, it's made a big difference to her sleep. Yeah, yeah. it has. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you're seeing the same person. Okay, I wonder. Well, we'll have to have a, a chat offline yeah. about that. <laughs> but, so tell me what you do to, to get to sleep do you have a sort of ritual yeah. to, to, to make sure that you get this protected sleep yeah so i am someone that is predisposed to not insomnia but if i don't work in it i'll be sitting there you know lying in bed thinking about things um and not sleeping properly it can take me if i don't if i don't do my routine then uh, i could be up for an hour uh, just tossing mm. turning so that's a waste yeah, but so it's, what's your routine? My routine essentially at about nine o'clock, uh, all technology is off. So my phone's off, my laptop's off, anything that is going to mentally stimulate me or anything that has blue light. Because um, the blue, talk us through that. The blue light off, um, techno off, you know, uh, technology uh, mimics daylight, like bright daylight. And we were talking about body clocks and circadian rhythm. Mm. Uh, the main light dark circadian rhythm is governed by the sun. So by um, exposing yourself to artificial blue light, daylight, um, it's going to trick your brain into thinking it's the middle of the day and you won't secrete melatonin, which is the sleep hormone. So ideally, this is the second thing that I do, I turn the technology off, I dim lights in the house. Uh, I actually have a few orange light bulbs. There's one, uh, my bedside lamp is by a company called Lumi. Um, you can buy normal light bulbs, can you? You can as well. Orange. Yeah. Um, oh, interesting. And why is that? Why oh, is that the same as a dimmer switch? Yeah, it's the same as a dimmer you switch. A different sort of light. It's giving you a different wavelength, and that wavelength mimics sunset. So you have to yeah, imagine. Of course, orange. There's yeah. a reason why the, the sky turns orange. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah, you know, and like we haven't changed physiologically much since we were hunter gatherers, uh, but the environment has drastically changed. So, mm. for hundreds of thousands of years, we only had access to the sun. And everything in our bodies and our lives was governed by that. But now we have artificial light and we are exposed to that all day and it's messing and in the evening and it's messing up our body clocks and then we can't sleep properly because of it. So buy a sunset light bulb. Yeah, just that. buy, you know, you know Especially for the bedroom, you know, yeah, know, for the bedtime, the bedroom evening. in particular, it does both in the morning, it will be white, bright light. And in the, in the evenings, it's orange. So oh, it's really? like a dimmer. Clever. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, so I've done those two things. I've I've mm -hmm. switched all my phones off. I've um, uh, dimmed the lights. I then this is where it can get put, um, you know everyone can make it different, but I think everyone should do those two things. Is I actually clean my house. 
Um, Do you really? Yeah. Are you the perfect man? Uh, <laughs> ask my girlfriend. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Uh, okay, so ladies, this is what we need. We need to get all our guys to listen <laughs> to this podcast and look at Max's Instagram to see, you know, what a he-man he is and how inspiring and how much we, we love guys who clean houses. Yeah, I mean, I'm very much a product of my mum who runs a website called theorganisedhome.co.uk. Oh, really? So, That's amazing. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. You are I, literally getting your marigolds on at nine o'clock at night. I mean, my house is pretty clean anyway. It's just I put, I, I, knew, I usually purposely wait to do dishes until this time because it's it's a mindful process you know you're focusing on the here and now and it's relaxing you know my phone's off the tv's not on mm. do you know i probably do that sub subconsciously because i do potter mm. and that's the time when i stack the dishwasher yeah exactly and tidy up and you know clear my desk and make sure that everything's sorted out so yeah i guess it is that sort of thing but also i get my bag ready for the next day right because i'm someone that will be lie there and be like oh i haven't got this ready i haven't got that ready i need to do that and won't be able to sleep so, so you're not worried about anything then? You're all exactly. sorted for the day ahead? I also sometimes write a list as well. If I have to do something the next day, um, I'll write that down so that, again, I'm not thinking about it at night. After that, I then stretch or focus on some... I'll do some meditation, just like five or ten minutes. That's it. So nothing major, but doing little bits of flexibility work every mm. day, like five or ten minutes, makes a huge difference really? if you're consistent with it over time. Mm. You know, you don't need to go to a gym and spend hours doing flexibility, just five or ten minutes. What kind of stretches are you doing? Very, you know, I just kind of work whatever's stiff, really. Um, there are some yoga poses in there. It's right. nothing regimented. I have a YouTube channel that has... Oh, so um, go and have a look. Great. Yeah, if you go on Sumo Day YouTube, yeah. We'll, go, we'll put all those resources. I have my those. evening and morning routine. Oh, great. Yeah. Great. And how long do they take? Five, ten minutes. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, and then sleep time. Right. What about things like lavender baths? or I mean, how, how good is heat? You're having a hot bath. You don't want to have good. heat. You don't? No, because, okay. again, your body temperature is going to be too high. Oh, yeah, you talked about the, the body temperature going up when you digest food, so yeah. you actually don't want to be no, in a hot bath. No, you want to be cool. Uh, mm -hmm. The other thing that you want to do is optimise your sleeping environment. Um, so in your bedroom, ideally, although I understand this is difficult if you live in London and you're only renting a room or something, yeah. um, but you don't want anything other than a bed in your bedroom. Really? Yeah. Like that's very monastic. No TV, no radio, no office desk, because okay. other than having sex, sleep should right. be the only thing that happens in your bedroom. Because immediately you're, you're training your mind. Yeah. As soon as you walk into the room, it's time for sleep. Whereas if you're used to watching TV or working in that room, mm. your brain's going to be confused. And this is quite powerful. Other thing you can do, open the window, let the fresh air in, let the cold air in so the really? body, the, the room temperature is lower. Even in the winter, you do Even that. in the winter, of course. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a big proponent of cold water therapy, aren't I? So. Okay, so you're going to sleep in a cold room, but snuggled under a duvet. Yeah, you're warm under so the... Warm, yeah, you're warm under the, the duvet. Yeah, exactly. And what about things like light and sound? How do you cope with that? I actually use earplugs and eye mask every night. Really? Yeah. Nothing every gets in the way night. of my sleep. <laughs> well, it's clearly working. So mm. I think we should be be taking some tips. Do you? I, I do have. I, I I'm here. I'm with you. I absolutely hear you when you talk about sound, because I used to live in London mm. and I used to live in a you know a terraced house and it was fine. I could cope with you know doors slamming mm. and screeching car sirens and all of that. Living on a farm remotely, oh, yeah. now you know, I will wake at the literally the sound Pin of drop, you know, yeah. really, really. 
So um, I've got silicon moulded earplugs for yeah. sleeping yeah. and they have transformed my life. And I, I, I am like you, obsessive about those. I've got about six pairs and I, I'm never without them. I always have a pair in my bag. Yeah, I'm exactly the same. Um, but, you know, once you start to realise how powerful sleep is, yeah, sure. um, I use the hashtag sleep is sacred. Like it is right. sacred to me and it will ruin my day if I haven't slept properly mm. um, I just won't be performing at my best I won't I'll be w- craving sweet you know sweet foods even though yeah. I don't have that much of a sweet tooth so it's you know you could say it's obsessive but yeah I mean I, I think it's worth it yeah it certainly is well so much of what you said is worth it I'm so grateful for you uh, for coming in and sharing it and okay. we will obviously put all our links and everything that we've talked about today on the website and on our social media. So Excellent. Thank you. Thanks thank for having you me. very much. And that is, I'm sadly to say, all we have time for today, but you will find details of everything that we've mentioned over on lizardwellbeing.com. You can even sign up for free newsletters and recipes, wellbeing, wisdom, and other helpful strategies on how to stay well, maybe even a little bit about cold water diving. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app, as this will ensure the next episode is downloaded safely without you even having to remember and do please leave a review if you're able to as they say every little helps so until the next time we chat go well bye-bye It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.